Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today. We are here. We are live. And we are ready to go. Thank you for joining us. We are here on 1590 on the AM dial, WARV, 92.7 FM. We're also streaming now on New Hope Radio Facebook. And don't forget, you can catch these programs later on at the Hope Club Podcast. And you can go to any podcast server and we'll be there live and in person. We're in a series entitled Life Lessons from Bible People, looking at all kinds of folks from the Bible, learning life lessons. Today we've got a young lady we're going to take a look at. You might be familiar with this one. This one is Abigail. Sound familiar? We're going to see today what can we learn from Abigail. You know, if there's one thing a man needs in a wife is that she should be sensible and capable. Sensible and capable. Some men don't deserve the wives that they have. You know that? They don't deserve them. Nothing? You're fine. You're good. Oh, I'm good. Okay. I'm getting a sound check over here. And I don't know what my producer is saying. Okay. So, you know, think about it. Some men, I don't know if this is you, don't have the wife that they deserve. Nabal was one of those men. Nabal in the Hebrew means fool. And I'll tell you what, this guy, he lived up to his name. Oh, yeah. Now, last time we were together... We learned how Hannah had prayed to the Lord for a son, and she said that she would dedicate that son to God if God would answer her prayer. And you know, we did. Samuel was born, and she gave him to the Lord, and he became a great prophet of God. And we pick up Samuel at the end of his life. We're going to fast forward right through his life, 1 Samuel 25.1. Then Samuel died. Boy, that was quick, wasn't it? (laughs) She prayed she'd have a baby. She had him. Next thing we read, he died. And all Israel gathered together, and they mourned for him. And they buried him at his house in Ramah. And God arose, and or David arose, and he went down there. And um, I'll tell you what, Samuel was a very popular prophet. People loved Samuel. Isn't it good to know that at the end of your life, that you were loved by many people. That's a good goal. That's a good goal to have, to know that you were loved by many people. So David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep, 1,000 goats, And it came about while he was shearing his sheep in Carmel, the man's name was Nabal. His wife's name was Abigail. The woman was intelligent, beautiful in appearance, but the man is the guy that didn't deserve his wife. He was harsh. He was evil in his dealings. He was a Calebite, which means he was of the house of Caleb. Calebite is also used of a dog. (laughs) 
Nabal was of a dogish, mean dog's disposition. Nabal had the disposition of a mean dog. Ever get around a mean dog? You don't want to. They're not safe. Nabal was like that. Nabal had one good quality. He wasn't a hypocrite. He was as bad on the outside as he was on the inside. (laughs) That's Nabal. Nabal was true blue to his character. Reminds me of the father that had two notorious sons. They were very bad men. One of the sons died, and the father went to the pastor and he said, I know my son was really evil, and he was an awful man. He did awful things. But could you at least say one good thing about him? So in his sermon, the pastor said, This man was a rotten, good-for-nothing, evil, awful man. But he wasn't as bad as his brother. I don't know about you, but I think I'd like to be known for better qualities than that. So, let's get back to the story. It was the time for shearing the sheep, and David, who's not yet king, he was in that area with his men, and David sent ten men to Nabal, and he said, Tell him that I am David, and we were guarding the sheep, and we were guarding your shepherds, that no harm would come to them while they were in the fields. Now, this, the, the, the shearing of the sheep was a very festive time of the year. And David asked for something from Nabal to feed his men. After all, it was customary to reward those who gave protection. So, when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal, according to all these words in David's name, and then they waited. So they told Nabal, We're from David. We've been guarding your sheep. We protected the shepherds. Uh, We'd like to know if you could help us out with some food. You know what Nabal said? Nabal answered David's servants and he said, Who is David? Who's the son of Jesse? There are many servants today who are each breaking away from their master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I've slaughtered for my shearers? And give it to the men whose origin I don't even know. I don't know you guys. Who are you? So David's men went back and told David what Nabal said. Uh-oh. How do you think that went over with David? <laughs> well, David had 400 men. He told 200 to stay behind with the stuff. And he took 200 men with him. I'm like, 200? And they took their swords and they rode out to Nabal's farm. And one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, "Uh Uh-oh, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and you know what happened? He scorned them. Yet the men were very good to us, and we were not insulted, nor did we miss anything as long as we went about with them. While we were in the fields, they're telling Abigail, these guys were really there for us. They protected us. They were a wall to us, both by night and by day, all the time that we were tending the sheep. 
And they said, now therefore, no one consider what you should do because evil ugh, is plotted against our master and against all of his household. And he is such a worthless man that no one can speak to him. See, everybody knows the character of Nabal. That's one thing about a person's character. It's not a secret. Everybody knows it. Question, what makes a worthless person? You know what it does? No one can speak to them. If you get somebody that won't listen to anybody, that's a worthless person. That's a foolish individual. And you know, it's very difficult. No, it's impossible to have constructive dialogue with someone that you cannot talk to because they won't listen. You ever try to talk to someone and they won't listen to you? Forget about it. Not going to happen. Hey, maybe that was you. Did anybody ever try to talk to you and you shut down? You don't want to hear it? That's what Nabal was. He didn't want to hear anything about what these guys did for him. And why won't these people listen? Why won't some why does somebody shut down? Why does somebody refuse to listen to what someone else has to say? I got a few reasons. Number one, they don't want to hear another perspective. They like their perspective. Or number two, they're full of pride. Or number three, they have a hot heart. Or number four, they're insecure. Or number five, they're just a fool. Just a fool. You know what the Bible tells us? Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. A fool always thinks he's right every time. That's a fool. But a wise man is he who listens to counsel. So what's the difference between a fool and a wise man? Your ears. Ears. That's the difference. A wise man uses his ears. A fool sticks his fingers in his ears and goes, la, 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 la. Doesn't want to listen at all. Now, here is where the virtues of Abigail shine. This message is about life lessons from Abigail. And we're going to see some things that we can learn from this little lady. Abigail hurried and she took 200 loaves of bread and two jugs of wine and five sheep already prepared and five measures of roasted grain and a hundred clusters of raisins and 200 cakes of figs. And she loaded them on donkeys. I'm like, man, that's a lunch to go. And she said to her young men, go on before me. I'm coming after you. Oh, but she didn't tell her husband, Nabal. This is like all on the sly. Because he probably would have stopped her. She didn't inform her husband, but you know what else she didn't do? She didn't rebuke her husband. Abigail is not an I told you so kind of woman. She wasn't like that. You know what I told you so does? It adds insult to injury. Ladies, no man wants to hear, I told you so. You should have put gas in the car. I told you so. You should have watered the grass. I told you so. You should have went and bought toilet paper. I told you so. And no woman wants to hear it either. 
You know, I told you so is like putting salt in the wound. Because what you're doing is you're 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 turning the life on something that's already been made a mistake. And Abigail wasn't like Abigail wasn't like, Nabal, why didn't you go give them food? Now they're gonna kill us all. She just took matters into her own hands. Because she wasn't an I told you so kind of person. I think that's a great lesson like that, right there. Because we feel bad enough when we make a mistake. And if somebody says, I told you so, it just drags us down even more and more. So if somebody makes a mistake, the best thing to say is, that's okay, we'll fix it. The last thing they need to hear is, I told you so. They don't need to hear that. No one needs to hear that. Okay. So Abigail went out to meet David and his men. And David explained to her, that he and his men, you know, they protected Nabal's sheep, they protected his shepherds, and it was all in vain. And Nabal returned evil for good. David was in no mood to listen to anyone. His mind was made up. He was going to wipe out the whole plantation. 200 men. Let's go, men. They don't want to help us. Okay. But you know what David did? Because he wasn't a fool, He stopped and he listened to Abigail. He listened. Why? Because a wise man listens. Had he not, he would have been guilty of taking vengeance with his own hands. And you know what we learned from David here? That God uses a man's authority to test his character. Great power must be greatly restrained. Think about that. When power is not restrained, it is considered abuse. So the more authority somebody has, the more they have to learn to temper that authority and if need be, restrain it. Because if someone uses their authority and goes overboard with it, it's abusive. It's abuse. Bosses can do it. Husbands can do it. Uh, Hey, policemen can do it. But politicians can do it. Pastors can do it. They do it uh, probably quite a bit. Anybody that has authority over somebody else has the potential to abuse their authority. That's why it has to be restrained. A good leader that has a lot of authority understands how to restrain their authority. It's like you got a black belt in karate, but you don't go around beating people up. You actually don't use it because you can. So Abigail came. She fell at David's feet and said, On me alone, my Lord, be the blame. She's taking responsibility for her foolish husband. How about that? Please let your maidservant speak to you and listen to the words of your maidservant. She calls herself his servant. She said, please do not let my Lord pay attention to this worthless man. In other words, he doesn't know what he's doing. His name is Nabal. As is his name, so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. (laughs) She knows her husband. Remember, his name means fool, and he's living up to it. 
But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. See, she's taking the blame for Nabal's insolence. And she reminds David that he is in the service of the Lord. She says to him, Please forgive the transgression of your maidservant. For the Lord will certainly make my Lord, you David, an enduring house. Because my Lord, you David, is fighting the battles of the Lord. And evil will not be found in you all your days. So, apparently, Abigail heard that David was anointed by Samuel to be the next king of Israel. And she's reminding him that he is in the service of God. You know what she's doing? She's talking sense to David. And you know what David's doing? He's listening. He's listening, men. He's listening. You've got to remember, you need to listen. We need to listen. As the next king, he must learn restraint and not use force every time he's upset or disappointed. See, that's what dictators do, don't they? We've got these countries that are run by dictators. And when things don't go their way, they just kill everybody. They kill their own people. They push them down. They oppress them. That's an abuse of power. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 16, verse 12, it is an abomination for kings to commit wicked acts. For a throne is established on righteousness. You know what God expects? God expects leaders to lead in righteousness. He expects rulers to rule in righteousness. So whether you rule a country or whether you rule a company, or whether you rule a church, a business, or a home. God expects it to be in righteousness. God established authority to preserve righteousness. So why do we have so much unrighteousness in the world? Because people are, oh, here it comes, they're abusing their authority. That's why unrighteousness is the abuse of authority. I want us to note the humility of David. Now he's listening to Abigail, right? And he says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. You know, David has the humility of a real king in the making because he thanks God that someone interrupted his plans to do mischief, to make a big mistake. Oh, that would have been a big... He's like thanking Abigail for rescuing him from himself. He thanks God that someone came and talked sense to him. You know, sometimes our minds can be made, they can be so made up and somebody tries to talk sense and we just kind of shut them out. Thankfully, David wasn't like that. See, everything in David's life was to prepare him to be a king. It was preparing him to be a good king. 
And I wonder, do you think we should look at the things in our lives as those that prepare us to be better people? You know, there was a time when David was riding out in front of his men. He wasn't the king yet. And he, this little guy came out of the woods, Shimei. And Shimei's, he liked, he was, uh, he was faithful to King Saul. And he jumped out in front of David. And he's spitting at David and cursing David, throwing rocks at David. And David's right-hand man, his captain, said, you want me to go over and cut off this dead dog's head? Now, I think everybody should have a friend like that. <laughs> That's a good friend. You want me to go cut off his head? And you know what David said? David said, let him alone. Perhaps God told him to do this, to work humility in me. I'm like, Pfft. now that's humility. Here's a guy that learns, that, that knows how to learn life lessons from life itself. He can learn life lessons from life itself. That's what he did. Maybe God is in this. I don't like it. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. And I got the power to cut his head off. But you know what? Maybe God is in it. See, David didn't abuse his authority. He let him go. And he let that work humility into him. So, David's listening to Abigail. He thanked her for preventing him from shedding blood. And he told her to go home. Now, she got home, right? And she finds Nabal. He's having a party, a great feast. You know why? Because they're, they're shearing the sheep. And Nabal was drunk. Drunk as a skunk. Why do people say that? I've never seen a drunk skunk. I don't even think skunks drank. But drunk as a skunk. I don't know where that came from. But that's what Nabal was. Nabal had rejected God's appointed King David and he set himself up as king over, here it comes, his own world. And you know what it cost him? His life. See, people make the same mistake today. They set themselves up as king of their own lives and they indulge themselves with no thought of consequences. They never think there's, the day's going to come when they're going to pay for their sins. In the morning, Abigail told Nabal after he woke up with a hangover, she told him what happened and how David was coming to wipe him out and how she stopped him. And you know what happened to Nabal when he heard the news? He had a heart attack. And he died. God took him out. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. When David heard that Nabal had died, he did two things. Number one, he thanked the Lord for taking vengeance. And number two, <laughs> he took Abigail as his wife. <laughs> I guess he figured, hey, your husband's gone, right? It's legal. She's, she's beautiful and very smart. <laughs> he took her. Took her as his wife, took her home. Wow. Anyway, let's what are the life lessons that we learned from Abigail? Here are her strengths. Sensible, 
capable to manage a large estate, persuasive communicator, that's for sure, able to see beyond herself where she took the blame for her husband's foolishness, lessons we can learn from her life, tough situations can bring out the best in a person. You do not need a prestigious title to play a significant role. She played a very significant role, but she was just the wife of a fool. I mean, she wasn't a popular mover and shaker, but she had a great influence. So what about life lessons for us? Here's what we can do. Look beyond the present to see the big picture. Don't look at the immediate things in your life, but look at the big picture where maybe God is working and developing qualities in you. Use your skills and abilities to promote peace. Be a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers, right? Abigail was a peacemaker. Be loyal. Be loyal in your marriage like she was. And be loyal in your friendships. There's not a lot of loyalty today. There should be great loyalty among the people of God. And here's an action point, something that we can do with the message. Name a situation in your life where you need to be an Abigail. Think of something that's going on in your life. And where can you apply Abigail qualities to that situation? That's a good character builder isn't it? That'll really build your character. And that's what God wants to do inside all of us. So that's it. Thanks for coming along today. I'll be with you all week here on New Hope Radio and the New Hope Radio podcast. So thank you for joining me and help us out if you can. Join the Hope Club. Join the Hope Club. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click support. Click radio. Follow the prompts and become a member and you'll get an email every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, a devotional and a Tuesday challenge. So thank you for coming along today. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Look out for the other guy. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. We are to look out for each other. Don't be greedy. Don't be a hoarder. Look out for one another. Okay? That's a good lesson for today, like Abigail did. She looked out that David didn't make a big mistake. And she did what she could to spare her foolish husband's life, even though in the end, God took it anyway. So thank you for coming along today, and I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.